everyone. Welcome to The Travel Coach, moving body, mind, and spirit. My guest today is the Chief Excellent Officer of Inspired Journey Consulting, a business dedicated to wellness, healing, and transformational travel. She is also the host of the podcast Through Inspired Eyes, a contributing writer for well-being travel, and a diversity, equity, and inclusion advocate. Through a message of Travel Can Heal, her vision is to create a world where marginalized people feel empowered to be their authentic selves, where traveling is a tool for inclusion and grow emotional intelligence, healing and self-care for a kinder humanity. Jackie Robbie, welcome to The Travel Coach. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on board today. Thank you for, for joining us. Uh-huh. And, you know, to get started, I always wonder, I would like to know more about what's your relationship with travel growing up. What are the experiences, your memories of this phase of your life? Sure. Well, travel was always encouraged in my family, though we didn't grow up with enough money to travel in the way that I know my parents would have wanted to. So they made sure to always take road trips. This was something consistent. We did a lot of road trips and we did a lot of camping. So we grew up in New York, traveled all up and down the East Coast. And apparently when I was three years old, I said to my mother on one of these camping trips, let's leave dad and my sisters and you and I go check into a hotel. (laughs) So (laughs) from the very beginning, (laughs) I had a preference my lifestyle. That's so funny. And so early, yeah? How old you were, you said? Three years Um, old? Three years old. So funny. That's amazing to hear. A beautiful story, Jackie. Um, I'm just curious um, about your professional background. Have you ever worked in travel? Oh, yeah. Um, I've spent my career in travel, actually, in um, sales for hospitality and working as a buyer as well on the agency side. So what was this moment that you decided that you wanted, I don't know if with work, you were traveling uh, the same way you are traveling now, or you were so in connection with wellness travel, but I'm sure it was a moment when you decided, right? Like a line in the sun. Tell me more about that. Absolutely. I had been in the industry for just about 17 years before I was introduced to wellness travel in the first place. And it came into my life because I was overseeing a luxury wellness program where I helped with marketing for wellness resorts. And then I trained travel advisors on wellness travel. And I honestly was blown away that something so beautiful existed. Meanwhile, Years prior, I had fallen into an incredibly deep depression. I had panic, anxiety, depression, PTSD. It was quite a journey. And while I had been in the travel industry, I didn't know that these tools were available to support me. I made it a goal for myself, actually even prior to taking this on, to take myself on 
a wellness journey to do that trip, whether or not somebody was going to come with me. And that was really scary because typically I did business travel by myself, but then I traveled with people. And to make that time commitment for just me, no matter what, was a big step. So during this time that I committed, I set the dates, I made sure no matter what I was going to be there, I really took advantage of it. And I was in a space where I got to meet with life coaches. And one of the sessions that I had was called life mapping. I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I knew that it was about helping you understand more when you feel lost. And I felt lost. So we actually had a piece of paper, colored pencils, and I was drawing a literal map. I had to focus on the goals of what I wanted. And I was focusing on my career. I've been very career focused always. <laughs> and at that point, I didn't know where to go next and what to do. We outlined my goals. We outlined my obstacles on this path. We outlined different routes, people that could be there to support me. And by the end of this hour, I had a plan of how to move forward. And I remember the coach saying, if this doesn't work out where you're at in the space that you are, you're going to have to make a change. I said, yeah, yeah, sure. It's going to work out because I am motivated and this is what I do. And I went to work the very next day, started sending the emails, started making the connections, built a business plan for what my next step could look like. I was ready to go. And as fate would have it, I have my own company, so we know how that turned out. But <laughs> it pointed me in that direction of opening my mind to something new. And I think that was a big part of this step too. Okay, well, let's break this down to small steps, right? So <laughs> you said lots of things here, <laughs> right? Amazing that what happened. I would like to go to the point where, you know, this Jackie that was feeling lost, that was feeling, you know, um, these feelings that you, you wanted to, maybe what was, what was, this is the, the question I want to ask. What was the, the aim goal, the goal that you wanted to have from this trip? So what, what you expected to have? Because you said you were introduced to wellness travel for the first time. How did you arrive to the conclusion that this could help you in the place you were at that moment? Mm. Well, so part of it was instinct and being open. Another was I have spent years as a student of healing. So I've read a lot of books. I've spent time in therapy. I've, I've done so many different things. So I was ready for change. But what I will honestly say is I walked in not clear on what I would walk away with. Just hopeful. I was just hopeful, really. So you were trying like this, like you could try any other tool before and see what happened? You know, just exactly. like check and see. Did you hear maybe some people that were healing from trouble before that inspired you? to make this mm -hmm. decision or was it just an intuition? 
Um, I had learned a bit more about it through the organization I was with, the company I was with prior to taking over that program. Mm. So I had actually, I had read a book called The Success Principles, and it talked about writing down 30 things you want to do, 30 things you want to be, and 30 things you want to have before you die. And when I wrote that list, one of them was take a wellness trip. And I thought, well, this is silly. I'm in travel. Mm -hmm. I can make this happen. And I dedicated, you know, my mindset to doing that because I was already living a wellness lifestyle and I was intrigued to see how it could be manifested in my industry. Okay. It was in your bucket list, yeah? Yes. Yeah. So what, what, uh, how did you make this decision? What was the destination? You know, why you enroll in this exactly trip and not another one? What was sure. the... The thing that made you make this decision and not another one? Well, I ended up at Canyon Ranch in Lenox, which is about a two and a half hour drive from where I am in Boston. And it honestly ended up that way because I thought if I'm going solo and I have a short amount of time, I'm likely going to want to drive. And I actually don't like driving. So <laughs> I knew that that would be the closest thing I would commit myself to it and it would feel maybe safe in that aspect and Grand Canyon Ranch is a beautiful highly coveted place to heal so it was a lucky choice for me that they were in driving distance so you were searching on online someplace nearby and this came up was this <laughs> What, how it happened? Uh, no, actually, I was working with a travel advisor who oh, okay. specialized in wellness. Okay. So, was a recommendation? Yes. Super. So, you decided to travel solo. I don't know if this was an option that you decided or was a choice or was actually a, requir a requirement for this kind of trip? Oh, no. It was um, a choice. Okay. What were the fears or the challenges you had to overcome? Because you said that you were not used to travel solo before or was always for business. So what were these, can you remember what were the, the concerns, fears that you, you met in the way of this decision? Do I deserve to do this? Do I deserve to spend this time and this money on just me? Is that okay? Maybe I shouldn't wow. do that. That's huge. Yeah. And I did end up having a friend that joined a little later, but I had time on my own in the beginning, which was great at the start of the trip. But still, in any case, not traveling with my family, my husband, my big group of girls felt strange. So what was the best part? Because you were there on your own. I suppose that you met other people mm -hmm. from different places. And you yeah. had also coaches, right? You said yes. that helped you there. Yeah. So what's the best part now looking backwards, um, you know, about this experience? Was the people you meet, you meet there, the, ex the activities you did, the inner work you did? What was the best part of this experience? Mm. 
it's tough to narrow down. For me, it's always the inner work. Mm. I also appreciated learning new modalities. Things that I didn't know were available to me. Actually, if you don't, I'd love to share one of the spa treatments I had. It was called a Shiradhara. Yes. yes. So the Shiradhara is an Ayurvedic treatment and it's designed to put your mind in a restful space and I am somebody who always has a racing mind especially in spa treatments which is devastating because you want to be there to relax but my mind is always running and I managed I will never forget there's a sesame oil that drips onto your third eye and shortly into that part of the treatment, it was like this light had kind of burst in my mind and all of a sudden it was clear and resting and peaceful. It was like nothing I had ever experienced or known was possible. What was the clarity about? Yeah, well, I'm sorry. What, what, what you were clear about? What was this clarity about? Oh, it was honestly just peace. It was actually being able to not have my mind run, to, mm. to just be present and enjoy. I don't think I fell asleep, but it was probably the closest I had to sleep in a treatment before. was an experience, a sensation you never had before, like not thinking, just present, feeling peace. And... Yeah, the mind had stopped running. Where two seconds prior, mm -hmm. it was going and going and going. Mm -hmm. What's the name of the treatment again? Oh, it's called a Shirodara. Okay. Okay, we'll check it out. It's interesting. Thank you for sharing that. So as part of, because I know you said that you, you, you went to this trip, you went also with the purpose to do inner work. So you, you knew that you wanted a, a change, a transformation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were the outcome you expected to have? How you wanted to feel and, you know, did you achieve that? Hmm. I achieved so much more than what I expected. I went in with curiosity and hope. Um, I am a trauma survivor and I was curious about EMDR as a treatment and I tried it for the first time there. It's the kind of thing that you would continue elsewhere, but at least it introduced it to me so that I could find it in the future. I did the coaching that I mentioned, I, the treatments that I mentioned, I learned, I went to classes. Um, and I left with this self-love, a self-love, a deep self-love. And that is not easy to achieve. And confidence in what 
my life was at the moment and could be in the future. How long were you there for? How many days? Just, I was just there for three days. Week, yeah, like a weekend long weekend, yeah? Yes. Wow, that's so powerful. So it must be very intense what happened there. I'm wondering, right, from your experience, why do you think did you have to travel to get these results, this transformation? Or in other words, do you think that doing the same in the place you are from, in, in the familiar zone, would just have the same impact like it had? No. No, I don't. I think for a couple of different reasons. One, when you travel, you're open to new things. You're changing scenery, which opens your mind. And you're in a space where it's safe, so why not? Uh, that's one aspect of it. And the second, which really made me so passionate about this industry and, and launching the Travel Can Heal initiative and my company all together, is that you have the experts guiding you. You have someone saying, this is really great. Try this. Where otherwise we're spending so much time just it's like throwing darts at a wall sometimes and we read and we observe and we try to this and that, but we're not maybe committed. But when you're in that space with somebody, they can show you in that short period of time, which is amazing, what a result can look like, which then catapults you and commits you to that moving forward. Yeah. Well, and you know what? It comes to my mind now that this kind of experience, you never know as you said, you were out of curiosity and hope. You didn't know what maybe to expect 100%. But unfortunately, there are so many reasons or excuses we, we buy sometimes to just not change anything or just stay the way we are. And it's uncomfortable, you know, to, to get out of the comfort zone and try new things. And, and it's a pity then to, to see, right, how you can miss so much I know you had this, this sensation that said, oh my God, I would just have missed all that if I just made a different decision. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And sometimes it's the smallest things. And, you know, I, I just feel like you can always learn no matter where you are. And when you're in a space with healers who have the intention of taking care of you, it's meaningful. Wellness travel, healing travel, it's like a big hug. I love that. <laughs> what would you say to a person who's listening, who is, you know, having this idea maybe one day to do wellness trip, but maybe they are not sure, they need just this neat uh, push, mm. lovely pushing. What would you say to them to help them to make the best decision for them? Sure. Well, number one, I would say you're worth it. Um, number two, we have all experienced trauma over the past two years and it's time to heal. So let travel be a resource for you. Put yourself on the list and make a commitment. Open yourself up to learning, to letting someone else support you and do it in a space that takes you away so you can actually commit to yourself. 
our day-to-day lives get so busy that oftentimes we don't do that. Yeah, you're worth it. Yeah, so important. So what happened after the trip, right? You were explaining how you transformed. So now I want you to tell me the different <laughs> Jackie that <laughs> went back home. And yeah, how, how, how different, how you felt when you arrived home? Did you feel different already? Or it had to pass a few days after? How this process went? I felt almost like I was on a, like I was on a high. I was raring to go. I was in the best spirits. I didn't want anything to change that feeling. And what I will tell you is every time that I've traveled in this way, I feel the exact same way. And I have since traveled in a way that is not focused on wellness or healing, and I don't feel as great. So it changes you. And once I learned about this space, it just continued to grow. And when I attended the Healing Summit um, in Portugal, run by Healing Hotels of the World, I changed again. I was inspired and it pushed me to say business can be done in a beautiful, caring way. I want to be in this space all the time. This is where I want to live. This is what brings me joy and aligns with my values. So it's because of this that I did eventually make that move. I will tell you that I took that trip in March and seven months later, I had my own business. So within awesome. that time, it just sparked something inside of me and showed me that something was really missing and I needed to find that connection. Wow. So my first question here, since you're explaining, right, that some trips are really powerful, other trips are maybe not that transformational. According to you, what would be the key elements that are necessary for a wellness trip to be transformational, mm. to be healing? Well, specifically when you're looking for wellness overall, I would say you're going to look at three different spaces. You're going to look at food, movement, and peace. So look at the menu, see how things are being sourced, see what different options are available. Because even if you're not vegan or gluten-free or dairy-free, knowing that those options are already there, not available upon request, makes a very big difference to understand how the food is being prepared and served. Then um, as it comes to movement, it's not necessarily a gym or a trainer, right? It is how to move your body in a way that brings you joy. Mm. And that can be so many different things, even in a city location, maybe the property you're at has bicycles. Maybe there's a great place to walk or run. Maybe it's a dance party in your room, but whatever that is, how can you move your body? And then that moment of peace can be many things. Now, when it comes to spa treatments, um, I am a spa junkie, I would say, but you want to look for things that are not basic, not 
that you're not going to see everywhere. There's the Swedish, the deep tissue, the hot stone. Those are three things you see pretty consistently. But what about the lymphatic drainage, right? What about something that is a ritual that is indigenous to the place that you're going? Look for things you've never tried before. Um, energy treatments are phenomenal, infrared saunas. And also, peace can be a beautiful pillow menu and blackout shades so you get a restful sleep. Healing takes it a step further. Healing is going with that intention to do the work, um, the commitment, the willingness, and then connecting with the right practitioners. Um, I had mentioned Healing Hotels of the World, that I'm a big fan of, and I know this because they are so diligent about certification. So I always look there to see who they recommend. Uh, Canyon Ranch is actually one of theirs as well, which I wasn't aware of prior, but uh, have since been tuned into that space. So I think that's always something that you want to look for. Yeah, to have this resource to do some research and always look for professionals and let you have the best advice. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So just one more question before I start wrapping up this, because, you know, time flies. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I was wondering how you keep accountable. So you have this lo lovely weekend away and you have all these, you know, the food, the movement, the, the peace, and that was awesome. But then you come back home and you go back to the old, you know, the routine, work, answer emails. How you avoid to go back to the, again, the same situation that pushed you to have this trip at the first place? Mm. How do you keep yourself accountable to keep doing these um, changes on your lifestyle maybe? I don't know. What's your view on that? Yeah. So... I think part of it is knowing that sometimes it's small bites, right? What can you take from that trip that you can implement? Maybe it's one new recipe that you're trying, mm -hmm. right? Maybe it's one thing you learned about journaling or writing things you're, you know, writing down five things you're grateful for. What's one thing you can do? Because I think what happens is we come back and we become overwhelmed with doing something and committing to something. But just remember that it builds, right? And you can write that list. I would say maybe write the list before you leave or as you're on the plane or minute you get home, write the list of what you've learned. Because then you can go back to it and start to implement new things. Having that written reminder is huge. That'd be another thing. Baby steps. Um, yeah, sometimes we think about the big change, right? You need to change something a lot, uh, radically. And sometimes it's small things that you need to tweak and then slow, step by step, and you can have another trip and change another thing and just building it. And when you realize just you have a completely new lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah, lovely. Thank you, Jackie. You know that I will not let you go without answering <laughs> because I'm collecting hidden gems from all around the world. So I would like to know what's uh, your recommendation. What are the hidden gems from the place you are, your region, that you will say it's a must to visit? Mm. So as a Bostonian, I love underground at Inkblock. So I am a big fan of street art 
And this is an amazing space that was actually taken over. It's an underpass of the highway and it was taken over by artists and it is gorgeous. So you can park and you can walk and you can see all of the beautiful street art in this space. And it's right aligned with the South end of Boston, which is an amazing neighborhood filled with brownstones that you know you can be inspired by, have the energy of the city and lots of restaurants and coffee shops and walking distance. Wow, sounds lovely. Yeah, yeah. My favorite. worth it to visit. Yeah. Thank you for that. Just last but not least, can you explain how people can contact you? Yeah, absolutely. So I am consistently on Instagram. And then I would also say, listen to Through Inspired Eyes, my podcast. Definitely. Thank you, Jackie, for being with us today. It was a pleasure to have you on board, The Travel Coach. Oh, Sonia, thank you so much. It was a gift. I appreciate you. Thank you. And everybody tuning in, happy and safe travels. Bye, Jackie. Bye. See you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For new adventures every week, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For more travel coach insights, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Sonia Cruz Oro. Happy travels! Oh, 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 oh,